Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Okay, Father God, we want to thank and exhort you. We just bless and exhort your name again. You are such a faithful God. You are loving Father. And here we are, God, before you today. We're demanding God for insight, wisdom, revelation. So that God will be able to walk in the mind and the power of your word. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, once again, we continue with our study on freedom in praise. This is past three. Now, last week I tried to explain to you and I tried to give you a simple illustration of the young man that was saved by just praising God. Somebody that was kidnapped, you know, in Atlanta. And then here was this guy just praising God for three good hours in the midst of the fact that he was with a kidnapper. He was not afraid, he wasn't worried. You know, fear disappeared, he launched into praise. I was just thinking about everything to praise the Lord. He was singing that for three hours until the man got so confused himself and decided to drop off this guy on the way. So the guy got delivered, set free from the hand of kidnappers by simply praising God. Amen? And I'm saying praise is so vitally important. And so if you prayed, a singer once song, somebody was singing a song and he said, If you prayed and prayed and things are not working, then turn to praise. And I think it's a vital weapon. Hallelujah. It's a vital weapon. So we're going to look at that. We'll continue with that. And again, let's not forget the test that God gave to us. Which is Psalm 117 and verse 1 and 2. So we'll go back there and read. Psalm 117 verse 1 and 2. And that's what the Bible says. Oh, praise the Lord, oh ye nations. Hallelujah. Praise Him, oh ye people. And the verse 2 says, For His mercy was... And kindness is great towards us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. God is saying we should praise Him. I mean, the psalmist is saying that we need to praise God because of His mercy. We need to praise God for His kindness. We need to praise God for the truth that endures forever. God is faithful. Whether you believe it or not, God is faithful to His word, faithful to His promises, faithful to everything that He wants to do as far as your life is concerned. If you understand what it means to praise God, if you understand what it means to stay in the place of appreciating God, I'm telling you, God will do wonders in your life that you least expected. Hallelujah. And I try to define for you again the word praise. The word praise actually means to say or write good things about someone or something. It means to express approval of someone or something. It means to express thanks to love and to respect something. I mean someone. That is praise. So man, when you say good things about God, you're praising God. When you're telling people how God is faithful to you, you're praising God. You may not necessarily have to sing. You just say good things about God. You just write good things about God. You praising God. Wherever you find yourself, somebody comes to you with a situation, let the person know God can solve your problem. God can handle the situation. If in that which you call evangelism is equally praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So, I want to look at this and then 
I'll give you a typical example of somebody, of some guys that praise God. I mean, in the terms of what we define here, meaning saying something good or giving an approval to someone. Amen? So go with me to Daniel chapter 3. Look at verse 14. Book of Daniel chapter 3, verse number 14. And this is what it says. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them. Remember them? When I say them, the three Hebrew children. Now, Nebuchadnezzar made a calf, I mean an image, and he said everybody should bow down to the image. Remember the story, right? Everybody's must bow down when you, when you don't bow down to the image. Then you're going to be punished, whatever the case may be. But you have to worship the image of Daniel. Right, I mean Nebuchadnezzar. So here we got the story. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Now, they were reported to the king that these three Hebrew children, they were not bow down to any image. Now you see, it is difficult for them to bow down to any image because from their hometown, from their home country, from where they were raised, God already told them, Thou shalt not worship any other image. You already give the law. So when even in Babylon, they were observing that same thing. Remember, they were in captivity. They were in slavery. But the word says, you must not bow down to any graven image. And so here is an image, and Nebuchadnezzar said, everybody in his empire must bow down to that. The three Hebrew children said, no, we can't do that because we are Hebrew people. That means your identity sometimes makes you, oh God, to reject the things that people want you to do. You can reject even when men are trying to force you to do some things, you literally can reject it based on where you come from, based on your background, based on the things that are stuck in your mind. Your faith can cause you to reject the things that God rejects. Hallelujah. Okay, so now he said, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not yet serve my God, and not worship the golden image which I have set up, Hallelujah. Now, if you be ready, but at what time you hear the sound of comets, flute, harp, sent back, sapestry, and dulcimer, and all kind of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the bony furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you? Out of my hand. And this is also very critical. That is to say, for those of you who think, understand, even these heathen kings understand the place of worship. It says, when the music goes on, worship God. That means your, your music, your sound, your praise bring worship to God. This is a heathen king. He understood the power of music in the place of worship. Can you get what I'm saying here? Hallelujah. He said, when you hear the sound of the music, what do you do? Bow down. So that, that makes us to believe and to understand that the way you sing sometimes brings us to the place of worship. So you should be able to sing us into the place of worship, of adoring God, of buying God to the Father through your music. Praise the living God. Verse 16. And the Bible says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you, answer thee in this matter. In other words, it's not our issue right now. It's not going to be a problem for us. 
Praise the living God. Verse 17. If it be so, watch this. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning furnace, and he will deliver us out of the hand, O king. What is it? This is praise. Saying good things about God. Saying give approval unto God. Yet they approve God. He will be able to deliver us. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Remember, praise means to say something or to write something good about someone or something. So here the children of Israel, they were able to stand to praise God in the midst of threats before them. Threat of burning, threat of killing them. They were able to still stand to give God the praise. To say God is able anywhere, anytime. Hallelujah. They were praising God in the midst of being threatened to be burned by fire. Now look at the next in verse 18. But if not, and I like this, be it known unto the O king that we will not serve their gods, nor worship the golden image we have set up. Praise the living God. Even if God refused to, it makes no difference. We are still going to trust Him. We are still going to believe Him. God is still our God. Hallelujah. See, these are people that understand what praise is. Because for us, you see, when things are not the way we want it, God is dead. Oh God, why is this happening to me? Oh, if God, if you are still alive, are you still up there? God is not even up anyway, but that's why we look. Are you still up there? Are you sitting on the throne? Have you left the throne? How can you be looking down and things are the way they are? That's the next thing we say. But here are people who understand what praise is. People who know how to write good report about God. He said, no matter what you do to us, we are not going to bow down. Hallelujah. Even if God refused to deliver us, we still know that He's a faithful God. I said, God is faithful. Did you get that? No matter what you are going to do, you devil, no matter how much I try to bring my faith, God is faithful. So when you get into a situation where you have been threatened, say one thing about God. God is able. Did you get that? No matter the threats of the enemy, no matter what's going to come against your faith, raise up the standard. Say something good about God. God is faithful. And He's able. Praise the living God. Look at verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. And the form of his visit was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should be, they should heal the furnace one seven times more than it was would have to be heated. Increase the temperature, increase the furnace. Hallelujah. But let's look at the story. Go to verse 21. The Bible said, Then these men were bound in their coats, their horses, and their hearts, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Praise the Lord. Are you getting this? They were cast in there. Go on now. Verse 20. But therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace had suddenly hot, the flame of the, the force slew the tons men that took off shed of Meshach and Abednego. I like this. 
The people that were asked to go and throw this guy there, they were the ones that were consumed. God is able. Did you get that? Praise the living God. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning funny furnace. And go ahead. What's the next thing? Verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Then answered and said unto the king, True, O king. Look at the next thing. He answered and said, I see four men loose. Walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hearts. And the form of their thoughts is like the Son of God. Hallelujah. They cast in three men. The king saw four men. Jesus is always with you. He told you, I will not forsake you. I will not leave you alone. You have to have that conviction. He cast in three men. The king saw four men. And he was able to see by revelation. The fourth man and seed is like the Son of God. Your enemy will see God by your side. After your enemy will see God by your side. Praise the living God. Did you get the picture here? Now, the people that threw them in there, they got consumed. They were thrown there. They were walking around in the midst of the fire. Not even their clothes. Not even a sting. Fire could not burn them. They were still where they were before they were cast into the fire. Your enemy will not consume you. The fire enemy will consume themselves. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That is why you must know that God is faithful. Remember what is told the king. We are not mindful to answer you of this matter. For we know that God is able to deliver us. But even if he choose not to do that, but we still believe that he is faithful. By the time you write good report about God, he will do the things that you least expected. Praise the living God. May your faith rest in the Father. May your faith rest in the Most High God. May you have that conviction that God is who? God is faithful. Praise the living God. Now go with me to Second Samuel chapter 22. This is about David. Look at verse 48. Second Samuel 22 verse number 48. The Bible says, It is God that avenged me. And that bring it down the people under me. It is God. So get this right again. Vengeance belongs to God. Don't try to avenge yourself of anybody. Amen? No matter what people try to do to you, leave vengeance to God. God said, vengeance belongs to me. Don't take the place of God. And one of the reasons why you don't have to avenge yourself is because you don't know how to equate, in quotes, the kind of revenge you want to give to the person that offended you. Amen? There's a common saying on a song that says, the last stroke is deeper than the first. My inflection, the last cut, or if I cut your last, is deeper than you who cut me the first time. So you don't know how to measure judgment. That's why judgment belongs to God. Are you getting what I'm talking about? If somebody offends you, you don't need to, all you need to do is forgive. 
You don't even need to pray for, sorry to say, all this fire prayer we are praying, they are not needful. Amen? If God wants to avenge for you, He will avenge for you. And He will do it proportionately. Beyond what you expect. David said, it is God avenge me. And I bring it down the people where? Under my feet. Look at the next thing. Verse 49. <laughs> Sorry. Verse 49. And I bring it me forth from my enemies. That also have lifted me up on high above them. That rose up against me. Can I hear an amen to that? Yeah. That have delivered me from what? The violent man. This is a violent man. Who is the violent man? That was Saul. Okay? You remember how many times Saul had to use his spear, want to pin David to the wall? You delivered me from the violent man. And I believe God will deliver you from any violent man. Hallelujah. Remember all that Saul did to David. There was never a time David would lift up a hand to avenge Saul or avenge himself of Saul. He won't do that. When he had opportunity to kill Saul, he spared him. Even how to say, you can't touch your lost anointed. He understood what it means for somebody to name by God. You don't have the time, you don't have the room, you don't have the privilege to avenge yourself. I'm saying that, you have to understand one thing, one basic principle in the Bible. He said, pray for your enemies. He knows why he tells you to pray for your enemies. Praise the Lord. So, Yari David, you delivered me from the violent man. In other words, you delivered me from Saul. He tried to run me down. He tried to pin me down. He tried to kill me. But you delivered me. Praise the living God. So that makes you understand at any point in time, God is there for you. And God is going to continue to set you free and deliver you from the hands of all oppressors. In the name of Jesus. Look at verse 50. Therefore, glory, there we go now. Therefore, what is the therefore? You deliver me from the hands of the violent man? Therefore, what will I do? I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord. Among the heavens, I will sing praises unto thy name. Hallelujah. For you set me free. So you see, we have reason to praise God. We have reason to thank God. Some of us have traveled... I just got an information, a very dear friend of mine, when he had this crossover, right? The finished crossover, I was going back home with the wife. What happened? They had an accident. Broke head, broke rib, the wife broke leg. They ended up in the hospital from crossover. Is what I'm saying. But God is faithful. He's delivered them. The vehicle is right up, but God set them free. It's all the more reason we must praise God. So many of us travel, your relations travel, your friends travel. The time of the festivity, all manner of things were going on. People lost things. But here you are today. You have every reason to do what? To give thanks to the Father. Praise the living God. David recognized that. That's one thing we miss all the time. We don't recognize when God has done some things to us. We don't try to appreciate Him. We don't try to think about the goodness of God. We are very good at counting the things we could not do. We are very good at counting the things that befell us. The evil that befell us. But the good things that are happening to you, you don't ever remember them. 
God wants you to give thanks to him. He wants you to thank him. David said, because of you delivered me from the hand of the violent man, I will sing praises unto you. I will give thanks unto you in the midst of the people. I will let the people know God is faithful who has set me free from the hands of the violent man. He crazy soul. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Think about how you're serving somebody who is a king and this guy is mad. Huh. You are the one to set him free, but yet he wants to kill you. I mean, if you understand where some madness comes, David has to sing to set him free. He has to sing to lose him from his madness. The man that is there to save you is the man you want to kill. And that's always the way it is. Look at Joseph. Joseph was sent as a savior, but then the brother wanted to kill him. Anytime men want to kill you, maybe because you are their savior. Hallelujah. So you don't think of revenge. Oh, come on. Joseph, Bible tell his brethren, you touch it for evil, but God touch it for good. So you have no need to cry. Don't be in a sorrow. You touch it for evil, God touch it for good. I'm here right now as a savior. I've asked you to come that I may give you bread. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the living God. But remember something very good. I'm going to talk about that sometime. When Joseph told the brothers to come, he said, except Reuben come, I won't give you the bread. The food they came to buy until I see Reuben. I mean, if you remember the story, I will give it to you. There are some people who are bread carriers. Oh, come on now. Me, Reuben was a bread carrier. Without Reuben, no food for the rest of the people. There are some people, they may be the youngest, they may be the people you don't know, that's why you can't look down on anybody. Because they will be the bread carrier of the family. Is that until Reuben comes, no food for you. That's why you need to recognize people that God has positioned around you, that just because of their presence, God will minister to your needs. Are you listening to what I'm saying here? Joseph said, Where is Reuben? Says, Where the father? So until he comes here, I'm not selling food for you. You buy nothing from me. I need to see him that the presence of Reuben produces food. Are you listening to me? You have to look around. There are some people that God has so positioned around you that you don't even know that the presence of this person is the one that brings success to my life. The presence of this person is what opening the heavens to me. Some of you don't know. That's why you need to pray. You don't look down on anybody. Know what the scriptures say? No, we know man after the flesh. There are men that God has put you in the spirit. You can't know them because they are your relation. Nobody knew Reuben was going to be in such a position that without his presence, food will not be made available to the rest of the people. Praise the living God. Are you still here? Amen. So I want you to get that. David said, I must give thanks to God. I must praise you because you delivered me from that violent, crazy man called Saul. Hallelujah. Amen. So, David was trying to say, God is my Savior. God is my Deliverer. Praise the living God. Now go with me again to the book of Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse number 10. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse number 10. We're talking about praising the Lord. Set you free, delivers you. Bring provisions to you. Think about the goodness of God. 
Not always all of the evil things you are experiencing. After the Hebrew children said, man, if you cast us in there, it's none of our problem. One thing we know, God is good. And he's able. It is where you begin to say God is able. That's why he show his might. That's why he show his strength. Are you still with me? Praise the living God. Alright, Second Chronicles. Alright, so here we go. There was nothing in the ark. Now they were building the temple. And they wanted to commission the temple. Temple of Solomon. The Bible says there was nothing in the ark. Save the two tablets which Moses put therein at Horeb. When the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel. When they came out of Egypt. Nothing in the ark. But the only thing you have in the ark was the two tablets of stone. Hallelujah. And it came to pass. When the priests were come out of the holy place. For all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by cause. What it means is in terms of duty, in terms of timing, segmentation. They never waited by cause, but God called them forth. The best word says, And the Levites, which were the singers of all the people of Asa, of Haman, of Jadon took, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, Having symbols and sons and halves stood at each end of the altar. And with them, a hundred and twenty priests sounded with the trumpet. hundred and twenty priests. Now this say anything to you? It was only when the hundred and twenty priests were in the upper room that the Holy Spirit came down. When they came from the upper room, they began to proclaim the goodness of God. The new day of Pentecost. How many were in the upper room? 120. How many were singing the song here? 120 priests. Praise the living God. The Bible says it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one. That is to say, our praise must go in unison. Our praise must be in oneness. Our praise must have an agreement, no discord. The Bible says they were in one, they were as one. Hallelujah. To make one sound glory to God. To be heard in doing what? In praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpet and cymbals and instrument of music and praised the Lord saying, For His good, for His mercy endured forever. That day in the house was what? Filled with a cloud. Even the house of the Lord. Praise the living God. Did you get what I'm talking about? They just went and what were they doing? Praising God. Singing the praise. What were they talking about? The Lord is what? Is good. His mercy what? Endured forever. Nothing more. That was the core of their song. That was the foundation of their song. That was the only thing they were proclaiming. They were letting the whole people know God is good. His mercy endured forever. And like we say, God is faithful. Hallelujah. And the Bible said they say this with one voice. They say with one mind. They were in unison. They were in oneness. What the next thing that happened? The glory of God came down. That is to say, when we come in agreement to make the praises and glory to God, what the next thing that happened? God's presence will come here. Hallelujah. So one of the ways you bring down His presence is when you give Him praise. And when you give Him glory. That is why I said before, 
One of these Sundays, some Sundays, we're just going to be here to praise God alone, doing nothing, just singing praises to the Father. Just exalting His name. Just let Him know that God is faithful. Telling the world how faithful God is. For God is faithful. His message endure it forever. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. What's the next thing? Can we look at that? Verse number. Look at the next verse. Hallelujah. And also the Levites, who were the singers? All of them of us. I've read it before. Go to verse 13. The Bible says, and it came even to pass. I've read it as well. Just move on. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that, this is what I'm looking for. Verse 14. But praises were so heavy. Going on. What's the next thing that happened? The Bible says, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud for the glory of the Lord how few were the house of God. They became drunk. It was difficult for them to stand to minister when the glory of God enveloped the entire place. Why? Because some people were able to praise God. Some people were able to sing. When the glory comes, what's the next thing you think about? Healing, deliverances, anything you think about begins to happen. All your issues disappear. His glory takes over. You are the temple of God. The more you praise Him, the more His glory comes in. If you want His glory to fill your life as a temple, what is the next thing you're supposed to do? Give Him thanks, give Him praise. The more you do this, the more you bring His glory down into your life. Amen? Praise the living God. I love this passage. It speaks so much to me. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let me take this. And then we're going to just give a shout unto the Father. Look at Isaiah 40. Verse number 9. I love that passage in Second Chronicles. The more they were shouting the glory of God, the Lord is good, God is faithful. His glory began to come down. His presence began to come down. The priests could not stand. They start staggering, looking like they were drunk because of the glory of the Lord. The Bible says it was a difficult thing for the priest to minister. Why? Because the glory of God was around. The cloud of His glory, His presence filled the whole atmosphere because some people were just simply singing praises and glory to the Father. Declaring one thing, God is faithful. His mercies endure it forever. Not too many things. Just letting people know how glorious God is. How faithful God is. How His message endures forever. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40 verse number 9. <laughs> oh, think, O Zion here. O Zion that bring your good tidings. Get me up into the high mountain. Oh Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings, lift up their voice with strength, lift it up, be not afraid, say unto the cities of Judah, what are you going to say? Behold your God, hallelujah. In other words, what is your problem? Look at your God, by implication, God is faithful. Why are you worried? Look at your God. We've come to let you know God is faithful. God is able. His message endured forever. We are singing it in Zion. This is the church and this is the good news we have for you. What is the good news? God is faithful. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? 
He said, declare unto the house of Judah. Declare unto Israel. Behold your God. Look at this. God is faithful. God is merciful. His message endureth forever. So what are you saying, church? Behold your God. Look at your Father. Look at your God. Look at how faithful is this. Not too many things. When the priests were singing, the Lord is faithful. His message endureth forever. This is singing in Zion. What is the only thing they have to say? Behold your God. Look at your God. What that means is, remember this, God is faithful. God is able. God can do it. Children of Israel said, no, no, no. God is able. We know. Even if you think you throw us in the fire, our God is able to deliver us. But even if he chooses not to, he is still able. He is still faithful. Then the singers came to the temple. They sang the goodness of God. The mercies of God. How God is faithful. How his message endureth forever. The glory came in. Filled the whole place. The priest could not minister. Here are the children again in Mount Zion. Who speaks of the church. Declaring one thing. Behold your God. Anytime, anywhere. Is something difficult. Is something going wrong. Let the people know. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? When you see problems, what is your response to it? God is faithful. If the devil is poking something in your eyes, God is faithful. Somebody is dying on a sickbed, God is faithful. The business is only working, God is faithful. Your leg is failing you, God is faithful. Anytime, anywhere, what do you have to tell the people? God is faithful. Can we declare that again? God is faithful. Share it to your neighbor. God is faithful. Anytime, anywhere, God is faithful. Things are not working right. God is faithful. There is fire from the enemy. God is faithful. Come on, shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. For God is faithful. Amen. Wherever you find yourself, anywhere you find yourself, Men are saying contrary things. That is not what you should say. Say one thing to them. God is faithful. This God you are serving who he is. God is faithful. This God you are worshipping for how long? God is faithful. Oh come on men came to Abraham. I believe Abraham I order you now. You still believe God? God is faithful. Look at your wife Sarah. God is faithful. Where is the promise? God is faithful. Is anybody get what I'm talking about? What men say is not your issue. What God says is your issue. God is faithful. He's not reinjured forever. We are going to bring him down. We are going to bring down his glory. We are going to bring down his presence. How do we bring him down? With the praises of God. By declaring what? God is faithful. Come on, shout out one more time. God is faithful. Hallelujah. No man is going to take this from all this year. No, no, no. Our confession is one this year. He said they were singing one song. They were in one mind. What was the song? Our God is faithful. His message endureth forever. Not too many things. One song. The more they were doing that, the more his glory come down. Can you please stand up somebody? The more his presence come down. Can we begin to shout that before the Lord? Our God is faithful. His message endureth forever. There is nothing else we have to say. There is nothing else we are talking about. We don't even have a prayer to pray. We just want His glory to come down. We just want the presence to come down. And how do we do that? 
to declare for one thing. God is faithful. Come on. When you are in trouble, what do you do? God is faithful. When you are troubling, what do you say? God is faithful. When men are crying, what do you say? God is faithful. When difficulties are before you, what do you say? God is faithful. You wake up in the morning, what is your greeting? God is faithful. Thank the Lord. Just begin to thank Him. I just want you to begin to thank the Father. Begin to thank the Father. Begin to thank the Father. Begin to glorify His name. Begin to exalt His name. For God is faithful. His message endureth forever. His message endureth forever. Our God is faithful. He is a loving Father. Glory to God. Our Father is faithful. Our God is faithful. Nebuchadnezzar. We want to let Nebuchadnezzar know our God is faithful. Just thank Him. 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 Thank Him right now. For His glory. For His glory. That will bring healing to some of you. Bring deliverance to some of you. For God is faithful. His message endureth forever. His good will shall be made manifest. Yes, the glory of God shall cause you to experience His faithfulness. The more you say His praises, the more He shall His faithfulness, the more His glory come down. Talk to the Father. You're looking at your condition, begin to say God is faithful. God is wonderful. God is precious. His message endure forever. Your condition cannot be like the other man's condition. Your will is God's will. His perfect will for you shall be made manifest. The children of Israel said, We are not mindful to answer you, Nebuchadnezzar. For God is faithful. Ropo Shatakaria. Declare right now. Whatever do you want, just be speaking and saying God is faithful. Say it to yourself. Touch that spot. Touch that problem. Speak about that problem. God is faithful. Whatever the issue is. Your pain in your body. Lay hands on that spot. For God is faithful. For God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. And He endureth forever. His mercies endureth forever. Our God is faithful. Talk to the Father. Talk to the Father. Talk to the Father. Talk to the God of glory. Let His glory come down. Let's bring down His glory. By giving thanks to him, by saying good things about him. Behold your God. Look at your God. That's the only thing I have for you right now. Look at your God. Look at your Father. Our God is faithful. He will do the impossibilities, He'll make them possible. God is glorious. There is nothing difficult that He cannot do. There is nothing difficult that He cannot handle. Our God is faithful. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email at admin at gkai.net. God bless you.